You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Soccer Talk in the Park. I'm not going to repeat the whole, you know, who who this belongs to because it, it says it in the intro. Okay, fantastic. Dan O'Drummond's in with me as hey, always. We have Rachel Hugh, we have Amanda Tract, and we have Debbie Ballum. The admin gurus. All right, there's two admin people who aren't in here at the moment. Dean Master Angelo. It's Martin Schillen. And Martin Schillen. There it is. There you go. It's He's the other Martin gentleman. Schillen, oh, it's geez. Martin okay. Zoller. All right. What's the difference? What happened there? <laughs> that's that's an admin question. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, that's trying to figure out what's going on within our own office here. Yeah, it is Zoller, isn't it? No, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We've brought the ladies in from the admin side of things to help us out and talk about uh, different aspects of administration and, and what really makes uh, a soccer club function. And it's I have to say, it's the admin side of things. You can have all the technical stuff in the world going on, and it could be the the tech side can be great, but if you don't have that admin side. You're yeah. done. Yeah, we were chatting about this before. I mean, Dean and Martin out there and Graham Dixon before did a fantastic job in regards to the programming. He's and the glue, schedule. isn't he? He is the glue. The glue is still here. <laughs> the glue is still here. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's find out exactly what goes on and what makes these ladies tick. Yeah? What do you think? I can't. You t- people are nodding at me. Go, pick her, pick her. These ladies are... Uh, all right, we'll just go with it. We're going to start with the kingpin, the queen. The GM of the club, Debbie Ballum. What was my title? Little little general. Yeah, she's the little, little general. general. That's little it. general. Yeah. So, little general, you're you you are in control of uh, all of us. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> Depends on the day, uh, and and a truer word can't be said uh, than that because you know we just had a meeting prior to this podcast and. And everything's everything's hunky dory. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks to our GM. So, what's your role? I mean, as far as GM, what does that involve? As far as the club level goes, I guess at the end of the day, I'm the I'm the go to between the board and the um, the day to day operations. So, I oversee the day to day operations, financials, budgets, um, and then oversee the technical. Which then there's a layer below technical, and then for the most part, my main role is admin. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and, and it's a necessity in any club. I mean, if you don't have that one person who's, I want to say, giving you a sense of direction as well as, uh, you know, saying yes and no to things, then you're in deep doo doo. Wow, doo doo. Wow. No one in this room's allowed to swear, apparently. So, <laughs> um, which is great. So we'll, we'll delve into things a little bit more with Debbie. Rachel Hugh is another uh, person on board. Rachel, what's your role within the admin side of the fun and games here? So I was brought in, Debbie brought me in from um, as operations supervisor to help with the day-to-day stuff on the lower level so Debbie could concentrate on the higher level stuff for the board and for the organization in whole. And it's been a great help having you on board. Thank you. More so. I've enjoyed being here. Well, it's great. I, we just love the fact you go out and get Slurpees and treats for everybody. So see? that's that's fantastic. Did you say everybody? I only see one Slurpee. Uh, I know. I know. I, I offer every day. That, that's true, every day does. there is an offer there yep. for sure. Fantastic. Weren't I, you looking at getting a Slurpee machine in here? Was that this week? Well, it was yeah. yesterday. Oh, no, it was Tuesday, Tuesday. we talked about yeah. it. A little pricey. All right. So maybe yeah. not. We're yeah. trying to if find you, it in the budget. So <laughs> yeah, for, the for those stuff. of you, if there's anybody out there at a former 7-Eleven or a Mac store that's willing to donate 
their Slurpee machine to uh, to the office. That would be fantastic. And I'm not leaving out Amanda. Amanda, we've got to slide that microphone over. Minnie Woot's going to be laughing her head off. But uh, so, Amanda Tract, what do you do within this club? I am the registrar, so I handle um, all the registrations, all the payments, uh, making sure that all the coaches and volunteers have criminal record checks done. So we want to make sure that everyone working with the kids is kosher. Those done and kosher, yeah, 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 um, top notch, and um, yeah, lots of stuff, deposits and. Well, the Just other side of it too. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off. No, you well, nope. look at us go. Wow, go ahead, Dad. Um, wow, again, that's <laughs> you're a dad. Head. What yeah. am I supposed to say? I don't know. Call me Dano. Okay, Jeez. well, uh, Dano. <laughs> Um, Amanda and Rachel are kind of the, the first faces you see when was, you come in here. Too. I was just going to say well, that. There the, you go. Same the page. front line. Yeah, we're, we're thinking the same way. They see smiling faces and Slurpees, and everybody's happy to come in here. So and we're good. kudos to you, ladies. Happy, happy. Nice. It's those smiling faces that keep them coming in. <laughs> most of the time, most of the time. Most of the time? <laughs> <laughs> so as we talk about uh, different levels of the admin, um, what are, you know, I'm going to look at the sheet that I provided. It, why? Because, you know, that's just the way it goes. Um, what do you guys think is the importance of the admin side within a club? Um, we'll, we'll pose that to you, Debbie. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a, if you have a, you don't have to, you know, just, just a, a random thought of uh, what you, what you think the admin, the role of an admin is within a club. It's just to. I think the, the main part is just making sure that we have programs, everything, schedules are done, providing the programs, um, communication is there. Facilities. Um, facilities. Just, I can't really sum it up. Well, I mean, and that, I, I think I was just leaning towards more um, the thought that there is so much that goes on within a club behind the scenes. It, it, nobody really sees it. So I, I think for us, it's just trying to, and then why we're doing this podcast is to sort of allow the members to see the, the, the fact that to it, convey well, I mean, yeah. how, much, how much actually goes on. Yeah, I think the number the one scenes. thing is that people don't understand that. It's, it never ends in here. We have it, we have two seasons, and although there's a break in between for community, there's not a long break in between for the for the competitive program. Um, when community is over, Phoenix is still going on, and then we have our adult programs. Um, it just never ends. November, December might be the quiet time, but one season is, is just starting to wrap up, but the next season is already kicking off, and there's always continuous planning and prep and meetings to try to make sure that we have, you know, registration open, packages done, website updated, um, budgets done, and it all kind of flows into one another. And even though I know we sit down and we do up, uh, we have like a, a yearly plan that we, we go through, I mean, that's constantly morphing and changing as well based on what goes on during the season, does it not? I think it's based on the what's going on in the season, the program. Outdoor is a very compact season when it's the busiest time with the most members. Um, we have tournaments, tournaments in outdoor. We have um, provincials in outdoor, which is bigger than what they are in indoor. We have more teams going in outdoor than we do in indoor. Um, then we have academies, camps. We have a big Strive for Excellence camp, which a lot of planning and... Um, you know, support there that we have to provide. Um, it just really never ends. Plus you're adjusting to the leagues that you're a part of as well, right? That's so whether it's the thing. Alberta yeah, soccer yeah. or EMSA or ESA, right? That's always adjusting mm -hmm. and changing too. And I mean, we can go, we can, from a, from an admin standpoint, we could actually go there a little bit. And 
how difficult is it? And this is, I mean, I'm, I know I've been here for, for a few years now as far as, you know, being part and parcel with a club that operates within two separate leagues. How difficult is that admin-wise to be dealing with two separate leagues in, in the city? The, I think the biggest thing is we have three different, because we have us as SPDSA, so we have our rules and procedures in place, plus we have ESAs and EMSAs and Alberta Soccer. So trying to remember each one and what our teams is in can be challenging. So it's a lot of reading, a lot of homework, a lot of adjusting. Different policies, policies, different rules, everything. Yeah, Yeah, and on top of that, we have EDSA as well, the adult league, Mm -hmm. right? So now we have that that we have to try to remember now. Who has this rule, who has that rule, and trying to make sure we keep them all straight. And and that's got to be a difficult task in itself, I mean, because in particular for for all of you, um, I I think you, you, Amanda, take the brunt of a lot of this only because you're the first line to to receive the phone calls or to have someone walk in the door and and ask about something. Well, I don't think what a lot of parents and members realize is that because we have kids in or teams that play in ESA and teams that play in EMSA that we need to abide by their rules. And then it's also um, me entering every kid into their system as well. So the parents register them into ours, but they also have to be registered in whatever um, division and, and club that they're playing with. So whether it's ESA or EMSA. So it's before it was manually entering them in one by one by one into that system. Yeah. Now it's gotten a little bit easier where the parents can now go in because we've kind of crossed systems with ESA. Mm-hmm. So the parents can now go in and register them. And then I just go in and, and assign them all to the teams. But that is one big thing that I found working in and other admin jobs, you kind of know your role and, and you know, every job has rules and stuff, but this one is is way different because it's knowing the ASA rules for and kind of making sure that you're following everything, right? With one team, you need to follow three or four different sets of policies and, and rules. Mm-hmm. So it's getting to know each of those and making sure you're following those. Now, Rachel comes to us from Calgary as well. So obviously the rules, I would assume, are the same from the ASA portion of the Alberta side of things. What, were the rules different? Calgary, was there? Is there one group that runs it? Is there two? Is there three? Yeah. So Calgary, minor soccer is the only district in Calgary, which I worked for. So the members were basically at our mercy. They mm-hmm. couldn't go other places if they didn't like our policies and procedures. So... Yeah, it's it's a, it was a massive organization, but it was a lot easier for me um, just because you're aligning with with one. Where yeah. here, it's a real learning curve for myself. Just because there's two just, and three different exactly, yes, yeah. so entities been, that you have to deal with. Yeah, but it's also nice in in the flip side. It's also nice for members like us that we have choices of EMSA and ESA, where that wasn't offered in the Calgary region. See, and that's got to be really tough. I, 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 you know what? And I've I've said it. The I'll say it. I've said it to myself in here and I'll say it talk out, to yourself? out loud. I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> Almost like sitting in a van and I, you knew I was going there. I knew there. you were going to You knew I yeah, was I going there. you were going to go there. All right, then I, I won't go there. Um, I was just going to say how appreciative we are in here from the tech side of things of the admin that goes on within this club. And it's it's amazing to hear some of the stories from outside people 
um, talking about the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association and, and just saying how organized um, it really is as compared to some of the other clubs out there. And again, not trying to toot our own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn and, and you have say a sound that, effect for that? Uh, horn tooting. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I've got a goat sound, but I can't throw the goat sound <laughs> in there. Can't do it. I can. I can. You know what? Because we're so fantastic. Huh? Not bad. Yes. Yeah, they like we'll that. have a little bit of that for the uh, the staff and the admin side of uh, the SPDSA. Hey, listen, we're, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, organizing players and teams, uh, life at the beginning of each season uh, with the fantastic admin crew of the SPDSA. We'll, we'll talk more about that when we come back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. And we're back. Yes, it is admin time here on the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association's Soccer Talk in the Park. Nailed it. Nailed it. It was very American, though, wasn't it? What episode is this? This, oh, yeah. Episode Quarter century. Yeah. Say it again, Happy Debbie. Anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 25. Yes, we've hit the 25 mark. Yeah. Maybe next one, Calzones, sponsored. Wow. But I'm hearing we, from we had the We had the lovely Erica Vecchio on the last edition, and I'm going to give her her if, little shout out to yeah. Bautista yeah. Calzone. Is that the name of it? Or is Nailed it? it. Is that what it is? Yeah, it is. Fantastic. That's, drop the F-bomb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> hearing myself. <laughs> okay, I'm an idiot. But, you know, we'll continue on with the show, idiot included. Um, yeah, so we may be sponsored next week by uh, having some free, yeah, free food Some in free food coming in. The show's going big. Awesome. Yeah, get ready for it. You Cal- like your calzones. It's calzones, calzones yeah, they're coming. <laughs> what is a calzone? It's like half a pizza or something folded over? Pretty much, Folded nailed it. Pinched, like Pretty much? It's like a pogey. pizza pop. Pizza pop. A giant pizza now pop. Now they're chatting. Hey, they got some wow. recipes. Hey, what's recipes. going on? <laughs> wow, that's just offside. That's not offside. I, I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's better than seeing pictures of dresses. I don't know. <laughs> hey, what do you do on your spare time, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know. And it still includes dresses, but that's a whole other ball of wax. Um, so we were talking with our admin staff, organizing teams, Life at the beginning of each season, uh, since there's two seasons here in Alberta, unfortunately, uh, there's an indoor and an outdoor. Um, the Special assessments, time of the year, yeah, yeah, the assessments, assessments that come through. So, just your thoughts in general, ladies, in, in regards to how much work this is when you're doing the organizing of the players for teams. When you're organizing the pennies and and all that kind of the sheets and stuff, so I'm going to pass this over to Amanda because Amanda loves hearing her own voice. Um, Never told you that. (laughs) I love the head shake. So, but you you guys have all sort of taken on the glues role, Graham. Graham, we We miss you. Yeah, we need him to phone in. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. All right, be a bit of a delay on the England because he's in England now. (laughs) No, I was. I wanted to message him and be like, "Okay, now I know why." When you were doing uh, mm-hmm. assessment packages, and I would come around the corner from my wall, and you nice. would just hold up your finger. Yeah, like wait a minute, and then I would stop. And then now that I'm doing them, I'm like, "Oh, 
And you were a bit new. You're like, that's why. That's why he would do that. The beard, but he tells me to stop talking quite a bit. But now you know. Yeah. (laughs) So that part of it is is a tough part, isn't it? And and that's just the preparatory phase where we're we haven't even picked teams. We're just putting groups together for assessments. Together for tryouts. Yeah, color coding everyone and making sure that even the tryout teams are even because you want to make sure that everyone has a fair chance in tryouts, right? So you don't want one team to be stronger than the other. So it's. Dividing those up and getting them on groups and getting them their pennies and numbers assigned. And and I know you, this you were heavily involved on that side of things too, Rachel. Um, yes, with the going out to hand out pennies at the actual um, Millennium. You were at the event, that's right. I was at the event all week, love it. Um, it's really nice when you're in the office and you're dealing with high stress of getting things done. When you go out onto the assessment field and are handing out pennies, you get to actually see these kids with their smiles and realize why we are so stressed out behind the scenes Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's about them. So Yeah, you know what? And that's all the clubs in general. I mean, when you you really get down to it, it's about the players and the the kids that are involved in the sport and... uh, but no, that's a very positive spin because we're used to it because it's a hectic time for the tech staff getting organized and figuring out what the numbers are, 7v7, what we're going to play, small-sided and whatnot, um, organizing with our coaches. But then we get to go out and see the kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's worthwhile. But for you guys, it's nice to see that as well. So We no, just get to point. see their picture on their registration. So yeah. it's nice to actually go out there and be like, oh, and then they're surprised when you can actually call them by their name because you may have come across their registration a few times. For so. sure. When you call them by name as they're walking up and you don't have to look at the registration sheet, you just know who it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like yeah, calling people names. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. <laughs> Everyone's got a nickname, huh? Do you just, share them all? Uh, no, I don't actually. Uh, that's when you're talking to yourself, That's right? when, when I'm talking to myself, yeah. then I can use all the nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> What's your nickname? Uh, Besides D-dubs. I've got a few, actually. Mm. D-dubs right. is one. Uh, Can they be aired on the show? Dare is another one. Dare. It's like half a Darren. Yeah, I, I get know. it, but I get my, my my sisters call me Dare. Oh. I also think Dwight's in there somewhere too. Dwight. Uh, Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> okay, Dwight. Rachel named me Dwight. <laughs> let's dive into that one. Let's just, uh, I don't. I know where it came from, but then again, I really don't. Um, <laughs> so back with the assessments. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just slide it over to Debbie. Go ahead. Okay. We're just they're sharing the, the mic. The unfortunate why. thing is, yeah, the lovely board that I have, as oh, fantastic oh, as it is. Going. Oh, your you know what? Going. You didn't answer it the first time. You got to answer it. This. Hurry up. Oh, give. Oh, oh unbelievable! I missed, up. I missed the call. Who I was it? The call. It's uh, it's the head coach of uh, oh, the, the women's call. team at mm. Grant McEwen. He called you about twenty minutes ago. It might be serious. Well, I think he's no. I think he's considering because I, I sent him a little text mm. because uh, at this very moment, of course, when you hear this podcast, it may be totally different uh, as far as weather goes. But it's raining outside now, and the likelihood of our training sessions this evening with the SPDSA, we might not have uh, oh. access to the fields because it's grass. Fair enough. So I had made that comment to him that. Let's change the time for the keepers because they usually come in a half hour earlier so I can make both uh, scenarios. You sure you didn't say you just don't like to train in the rain? Well, there was a little bit of that. Yeah, okay. But I own a hat and some rain pants. Fantastic. Speaking of which, <laughs> I'm wearing pants today. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> well, nobody noticed it. Well, I always wear something. Well, it's clarify it's like for the I, show. I, I, I walk around the office in a loincloth. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing pants today. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, we've digressed completely. Let's switch back to our lovely chat about assessments and the process that goes on with that. So at the end of assessments, that's the next step, the putting the teams together. How difficult is that? I don't think that part is the is a difficult part. It's it's during the assessments and getting once you're finished one age group and sending out emails and communication and working on the next age group, um, and then um, you know the constant communication and making sure that you know and as you send out the bad news via emails, now you're dealing with emails and conversations coming in from parents with questions about where their child ended up or why didn't their child end up in a certain place. At the end of assessments and just trying to sort everybody out, getting everybody on the teams, getting our teams and our coaches and their team officials sorted out, and then entering that into the ESA system or the AMSA system that Amanda's already brought up you know, in the past, transferring players from Phoenix to community. Um, so from about September 5th, 6th, 7th, 10th maybe, right until beginning of October, it's just nonstop. Yeah. I'm I'm actually very appreciative of the fact that you ladies have decided and were able to come in for the podcast because I know we're kind of right in the middle of it right now or tailing (laughs) off. We're getting to the tail end of it. Um, can I, can I get you an napkin or something, <laughs> Queen Hack? <laughs> sorry, I'm giving Amanda a hard time. She's coughing in the background. Oh, that was oh, did I, oh, sorry. Did I say Amanda? Yeah, you did. that was perfect. Oh, you know Don't what? Don't throw me under the bus. No, no, buses, no buses. I'm, I'm just mixing you up. Okay. Rachel. 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 <laughs> yes. I've lost my train of thought. What else is new during the podcast? Hey, hey Dano. Fantastic. So, yeah, we're at the tail end of this whole assessments process, putting teams together and putting everything um, together. We, we should let the parents know out there that there is a process that we've gone through, and the assessment process is done all year long. That's part of the reason the TLs are in place, the technical leads that we have that work with each age group um, is they're constantly assessing players, uh, which hopefully lends itself a little bit to you folks on the admin side. When those questions come in about placement of players, I mean, a lot of it is they've been assessed throughout. It wasn't just the two-day process. It was, it's been a year-long process. Well, that's what some questions we get when parents phone in, right? Well, how can you assess my child in that two-and-a-half-hour stint or whatever? But they don't realize that that's why the tech, technical leads are there too at assessments because they've been the ones at the practices, at the games. Um, even if we have new um, players coming in from community, we have D that goes out and assesses them and stuff too throughout the season. So mm-hmm. then when they do come to, commu- or to Phoenix, we have those assessments as well, right? So they've been assessed throughout that that whole previous season, yeah. which makes it usually a little bit easier. You kind of have a better idea, I guess, you guys, right? To going into going into tryouts, right? Because it it is a short period of time, but then at least it gives you an idea. Yeah, it's only a snapshot, right? And even for our tier threes that are kind of the go, the in-between, we make sure that we have our online store where we have tech staff available. We have technical leads that have had assessments on these players previously. Have even yourself that's touched on the tier three program quite a bit as well. So we want to make sure that really we don't leave any stone unturned and all our players are are looked at and assessed and we're not just leaving it to a snapshot because you got to remember that they're young kids, right? They get anxious at this time. Yeah. Just like our ladies before the podcast, but now they're rolling. Well, but now they're rolling. Now they're rolling. Now they've got themselves going. They've got the headphones on. Their hair looks great. (laughs) Was that an issue? I I don't know. No. No, it's it's good. (laughs) Everybody's now checking their hair. Um, At least you all have hair. Okay. Unlike myself, who's... uh, That will be the next segment. Follically challenged here. 
Um, that, yeah, that, that'll be the next segment for sure. Um, so what are some things that parents should understand about registrations? I mean, I, I know we've talked about it before and so have you, the whole friend request thing. And you know what? There are 3000 members plus or minus within this organization. And you know, on the Phoenix side, maybe between 700 to a thousand on the community side, there's upwards of 2000 members and trying to organize that amongst the, the number of, you know, so in the Phoenix program, you mm -hmm. don't really get the option to do friend requests because it's, you're competitive. So you're going to be placed where you're technically fit to be placed with likewise players. Well said. I know. I, top notch, eh? I yeah. think somebody owes you a Slurpee for that. Oh, Holy smokes. So. Uh, the community side is quite different, so I'll let Debbie run with their friend requests since she's got some history on that. Yeah, the friend requests are probably something that we deal with um, every season, and um, I mean, I've been here now for seven years and a volunteer for years before that, and I think over the years, we've, we've it's always been trying to, how do we, how do we balance teams when um, is all we can use it is the, you know, the information we have that parents provide on the registration yeah. form. So we try to balance it because our teams stay within Sherwood Park and they play against each other. We don't want a strong team versus a weak team. You know, we've had in the past where <clears throat> there were multiple friend requests and you create a stacked team. So we've had a one reciprocal request for the last seven, eight years. Um, people will try to see if there's a way around it to try to let, you know, more than one friend play on the same team. Mm. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. That can happen. That can happen. 27 minutes. Done. Done. Okay. Oh, okay. And we, and we continue on now with the friend requests. No, she needs a moment. Oh, hang on. Moment to comprise herself. Quick. Put yeah. it together. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, no, I'm gonna start laughing. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're wow. not back. And we're not back. Little does she know, some of this is gonna be left in. Oh yeah. Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> well, reciprocal requests. We were talking about friend requests and the, and the fact that the club, I think, only offers one friend request. Yes, and the reason is because we've over the years we probably lost. We, we probably lost more players um, because, you know, they go, they have a season and it's a really bad season. They're, they lose every game, 10 nothing, 6 nothing, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they end up saying it's, it was a bad experience, just going to quit soccer altogether. Oh, that's crazy. So now our main goal is to make sure that everybody has the same opportunity as each other in the community program so that they have a good experience playing soccer. It's equal, it's balanced as much as we possibly can. See, and that makes total sense. I, I mean, and we try to accommodate people as best we can, um, but at the end of the day, you know, we also have to try and balance things out for that very reason, to make every everybody enjoy what's going on and to want to come back and play the sport. But also with the friend request thing, it's it's nice to have someone that you know, but also the point of playing sports is to get out there and, and make new friends. Like my daughter never played soccer until I started working here and she's made great friends um, since she started. But I've always told her, you go out there to make new friends. I'm not going to switch teams or, you know, you're not going to not play just because you didn't get on the same team as someone. That's kind of the point of being out there, right? Is to... Get out of your comfort zone. Get out Some of your good parenting zone. advice right yeah. there. Yeah. Jot it down. It's like having a podcast and having you guys who've never done it before 
get on because now you're gonna you're out of nice. your comfort zone, but yeah. you're doing really well. Well played, D Dubs. Well, well played. you also I know one thing that we got too was you know parents on the other side who want your your kids to play with one another don't realize like oh you know little Johnny might not be very good, little Johnny might not be very good, but having that amount of kids together, they're at, we call it a stacked team. You want it to be fun for everyone, and if you're that team that's out there winning fifteen, you know. Nothing. nothing yeah. It's fun for it's not even fun for them because they're winning fifteen nothing. And then what about that team that's lost every single game that whole season, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we try and go in there and and only have the one friend request to we want it to be even for everyone because it's not fun to win by fifteen and it's not fun to lose by fifteen, right? Yeah. So even though everyone says, "Oh, it's just community," it doesn't matter. But it it still does whether you're especially if you're on that losing team. Of course it does. I mean, it, as much as we want to get involved in sports for the. The sport end of it. There's the socializing part of it, but who wants to who wants to continually not do well as far as performance goes? If everybody wants to win, for sure. I mean, and yeah. that's just the nature of sport. I think in general, um, at least a, a team sport. Mm-hmm. Th- that's definitely something that you want to want to do is have that victory. Yeah, raise those arms. Almost like I did when I found out that they. Podcast was mandatory for Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just hoping your phone rings again and you actually keep no, to your role. And, and just to uh, just to negate that, we're actually going to take our next break. Holy crap, we're just bombing through this, aren't we? <laughs> I'm going to text. Flying, I'm going to text Dean. And flying through. Again. Although there was a 30 minute pause in there for Debbie laughing, but uh, you know we'll just get on with it. <laughs> You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk of the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. Ah, we're back with the ladies of the SPDSA. Nice yeah, touch. It is nice. a nice touch. Yeah, well done. Got the little fairy music going on in the background. Hey, it's your theme song. <laughs> what do you mean it's my theme song? What are you implying? Nothing. Well, there's a few words I could use. <laughs> we were talking about names. I got a few right now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with Rachel, Amanda, and the Queen of the Hill, Debbie. Uh, okay, you're not the Queen of the Hill either, Dano. You're... Hey. you're I don't want to be the queen. What, what, no, no, I'm hoping not. <laughs> All right. Prince, Prince of the Hill? He's the Duke. He's the Duke. Duke, <laughs> Duke of the Hill. <laughs> Loving that. Oh, Duke Dano, huh? So, yeah, stick. Duke oh. Dano. So it's been an admin kind of day here at the um, Soccer Talk in the Park. And we're just having the ladies let us know what they do here and how much work actually goes in to running an organization like the SPDSA. Um, we're going to touch a little bit on fees, registration. Um, where that sort of takes us, uh, where the money actually goes. Uh, it's not like uh, there's a giant <laughs> bubble of money somewhere uh, that we get to utilize. That's definitely not the case. So we'll, th- we'll throw this back at you, Debbie, a little bit, uh, being the financial wizard that you are. So what are your thoughts are as far as registrations I go? And- think, I think the, the one thing that I think a lot of people have to realize is that we have, you know, we are a district, we're, we're a large association. Um, some of the smaller districts or smaller clubs have, you know, only say 300 members, four or 500 members mm-hmm. maybe. We are, you know, season to season or year to year, we have approximately, you know, 5,000 members. 
Um, so with that, we have, you know, overheads such as staff that have to be here full time, um, technical staff, so on and so forth. Um, you know, we try to keep our fees as competitive as possible with the outlining areas. Um, so with that, you know, when, when I'm able to keep fees very comparable to other clubs that are strictly volunteer based, I think we're, you know, we're, we're, we're on the right track in providing, you know, value for, for what the members are paying. Uh, there's, you know, league fees that we have to pay. We obviously, you know, technical staff, um, administrative staff, rent for our, for our office. The fees go to ASA fees. We have to pay fees to ASA for every player, and it goes up by the different age groups. We have to pr we provide um, <clears throat> the uniforms, the, you know, sock shorts for the community programs. We have the jerseys for, the, for our Phoenix program. We have, you know, medals, um, provincials that we have to pay for. Oh, gosh, the list goes. So, yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. A, it's a shopping list, basically, mm -hmm. of, of where all these fees go. Right. Um, and it's not only that. You have to pay the CSAs. Like, so part of your fees go to the Canadian Soccer Association. Part of your fees go to the Alberta Soccer Association. And um, there's so much more that goes on. Mm -hmm. And like you said, as, as far as being competitive, uh, within that, I, I see some of these other communities that are or other communities, other clubs within our area, and it's way more expensive than what we are. Yeah, some of them are, are a lot more expensive um, than what we are. Uh, we try to, you know, the, the, the player fee breakdown isn't quite, it, it's almost becoming a science. I'm trying to make sure it's balanced out. Some might be lost leaders. You know, we need to get the players in so that we have a, a future for you know, the age groups as they get older, and then we have players drop off. We have, you know, trying to be innovative and, and bring in new programs to try to have player retention, maybe um, offer suggestions to ASA about modifying age groups, stuff like that, where we see drop-offs and how we can retain those players. Yeah, and with new programs like the PDP that's coming into play, mm -hmm. um, the new uh, youth licensing that's come through, all of that adds up because there's going to be travel costs. There's going to be a whole bunch of other things that are going to be involved with registration fees. Yeah, and there's standards now that we have to meet, such as the respect in sports. All coaches have to have to do the respect in sports, not just on the competitive side, but on the community side as well. So there's you know extra costs there. Um, now you know administratively, that's another you know, a, a lot of work for us that we have to make sure that everybody has their respect in sports done. Um, Rachel, anything else in regards to that? I think the biggest thing is the respect program is huge right now, just to get that out. And it's new for us as well. So just implementing that and making sure our coaches have completed that along with their police clearances. And those are mandatory things that we can't slack on mm -hmm. in the office. So it's a, it's a continuous admin nightmare probably. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, the, the general public, when they're getting involved with a club, wants to make sure that everyone's on the up and up as far as their uh, criminal records checks and, and, and just making sure that the, the people that are staffing their teams are legit and, and, are, and are there to help. And that's part of what the admin does here is to make sure that type of thing goes on and happens. Yeah, we uh, just want to ensure the kids are in a... A safe environment, and that's what our job is: is to put them out there in a safe environment with their coaches. Mm -hmm. Which is also, which, which is know, also with the new rule of two that's in too as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that, you have to make sure that there's always two coaches, like with with a child as well. Yeah, yeah. and which makes total sense to have that. I I, I I don't understand how that wasn't in place before. I know there's always that 
implied, oh, well, he's a coach or she's yeah. a coach. They're, you know. They're humans. They're, they're, they're on the up and up. And, and some people back in the day and even nowadays are, you know, different, and, different way of thinking. And just you to throw know. a note in about our fees here, um, coming from Calgary and having a child that played soccer in Calgary from U4 to U18, mm-hmm. Edmonton people and the surrounding areas are very fortunate at the fee costs here. Because I'm telling you, I paid triple the amount for my child to get through soccer in the Calgary area. Wow. So we're extremely lucky. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing. I mean, you go down to the States, you go to certain, you know, pockets of, uh, well, just at certain areas of cities that, that the fees are way different. I mean, I, I, see, I see teams in the States that, you know, play on like a tournament team or a travel team. Um, and before they even travel, you're paying $3,500 just to have your one child involved in that club. Yeah. And, and, and that's not the case here at all. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty lucky place that we're, we're in and, and hopefully people understand that. I also understand that when we have multiples of players coming from families, uh, there's obviously people have more than one child involved playing sports. How difficult is that? And what can they do to help, you know, uh, lessen the amount that they have to pay? Uh, so one thing that Shared Park Soccer offers is you get a family discount of $25 after like the third child is registered. And then also, I don't know a lot of, like I know I didn't know this before I started working here, but for low-income families, there's also Kids Sport and Jumpstart that you can apply for. And that has been great. I've seen a lot of families within our within our area be able to have their kids play because of those two associations and um, fundraising companies that do that. So uh, Jumpstart provides up to $150 a year for towards sports mm-hmm. and Kids Sport does $250 um, a year towards sports as well. Now, is that per child or is that just in that's, general? That's per, per family? child. Per child. Wow. That, well, that's great then. Yeah. So, uh, and I know uh, last year, just in outdoor, we had like almost 30, 30 kids use it. So you, you don't realize it, but there is kids that, you know, wouldn't be able to play otherwise. Yeah. So that's one great thing. And that makes total sense as well. We also, um, which I think is is really cool and special, is we've got a hardship fund set up. And we have a lot of parents, when they register their child, they can opt in to pay $5 extra for hardship to help kids. And I think we do, our, our parent group does extremely well supporting low-income families. That's awesome. That's, and that's, for me, that's what it's all about too. It's, it's making all about sure the kids, that right? the, the so, kids for sure and making social. sure they have a place to play and uh, are able to, um, you know, take part in some team action and some team sports. Yeah. Yeah. Any chance? Any chance what? I don't know. Just you run with it. I am running with it. Oh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> what, you'd like to see me run? <laughs> now, now, now. Uh, when I played Iron Maiden, you know, uh, I did... One a, step at a time. You're wearing pants today. That's yeah, a Yeah, it, it is a step. It is a step in the right direction. He it's was be- already scrounging around the office trying to find an expert shorts somewhere. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hardly to get those pants off. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that is absolutely true. <laughs> and then the thought process hit me of where the shorts might be, but I didn't, I didn't indulge. But it's uh, winter, like minus, w- when it is winter and it's minus 30, you always wear shorts. And so why the pants now? Yeah. Socks. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> flip flops with socks. That's totally wrong. <laughs> That's a card. That's a card. Is it? I'm going to the back pocket. Uh-oh. No, I'm not. Um, but the pants today, why? 
You're such a you, shorts guy. You know what? You're right. It was because I couldn't find my SPDSA shorts. Ah. Are you, you all right, Rachel? You know? I'm good. What, what's the thing? What's, what, you, what do you always say uh, in meetings, she's, read, she's writing a note. What know? do you always say in meetings? Oh, no side conversations. No side yeah, conversations. Well, biggest pet In peeve. particular, when you're being recorded. Oh, he'll, he'll be there. <laughs> she wrote it down. You should get her to flip that page over. No, I think she realized what she was going to say is going to be... Irrelevant. Irrelevant come when this is published. Yeah. Holy crow. Yes, wow. yes. I'm telling you, it goes by very quickly. Yeah. I was so. wonder what you guys do in here because all I hear is laughing and now we know. sound going. Well, it's usually me swearing <laughs> or, or Dano talking about his baby. I think we should call him Dado. <laughs> Dado. Dado. That one's that one's gonna stick. I that's gonna stick down. Uh, that one, yeah. You're hoping it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I can uh, see the look in your face. Look at your eyes. She's light so up, little. Dado. Yeah, you're She's gonna so go cute. home. Be, Lindsay, guess what? I got a new nickname. <laughs> They're calling me Dado at work. <laughs> <Hey>, Daddy O. <laughs> uh, Dado. Oh, I don't know, but Daddy O's too. Daddy O. It sounds like kind of like Daddy O's too late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't know if I've laughed this hard on the show. Uh, Dado yeah. it is. Oh, Dado it Dado. is. Welcome to Dado. Sorry, Dado. 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 Are, are you good? Yeah. Does okay. anybody have anything else they'd like to air? Yeah. On? Go yeah. ahead. Fire we away. have to. So beyond us three women in the office, we also have two other administrators, Dean, who is like phenomenal and mm-hmm. now we have Martin who is new as well so although it's a an admin podcast per se I think we have to make sure that we give a shout out to uh, Dean and, and Martin a for big sure. shout out and yeah. Dean's been here I think the longest how long has he been with um, the SPDSA probably years? 10 years for sure what yeah. 10 years I think it's 10 years coming up <coughs> 10 years yeah any chance over there no I'm, I'm going 10 years yeah that's amazing no, it's been, uh, I, I remember doing some summer camps even when I was in university and I saw Dean all the time and I thought, I just thought he ran the place. I just saw him all the time. So he's been here for a little while. That's Because I'm old now. That's so I was in university a long time ago. Yeah, so. you have no idea what old is, buddy. <laughs> 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 well, a shout out to those lads for sure. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where someone had to answer the phones. <laughs> so <laughs> otherwise they might have been in here and we've only got so many microphones to go around. It's, I, I feel bad that Debbie and Amanda have to share at the moment, but these things happen. You know, have you had fun? Sure. Have you enjoyed this? Sure. Are you through the fear factor? Yes. Yeah, I'm good now. Yeah, Woot wants, wants more. I can tell. Woot wants more. Woot wants in. Now I'm fighting Debbie for the microphone. Uh, <laughs> you're both reaching over to yank back and forth on the microphone. Yeah, she's ready to go. No, on. I just wanted to say about Dean, too. Like, he's, I don't know. He, I don't know how he schedules and organizes all that he does. I think he does a great job for uh, for the amount of teams and everything that he has to try and fit in one. Uh, that's one time Debbie asked me like, oh, is there any other job like you'd want to learn? It's like, not Dean's. <laughs> <It's Yeah>. like, <laughs> well, that's I, one I would not want to, uh, you to know ever what? have to do. And I think with him, it's the retention of all the rules of all these different leagues that we're involved with. We alluded to uh, in the, one of the earlier segments about, you know, you've got ESA, you've got AMSA, you've got the, the EDSA, you've got all these different things. And Dean has a grasp of Almost all of it. All of it. Well, and, and also working with Millennium Place. One thing I don't think parents realize, even in the community program, yes, we live in a, in, in a hamlet, in a rural community, and I get lots of questions, well, you know, like, why do we have to, you know, our fees are this, but I don't think people realize that because the 
the fields are kind of owned by the county, we have to rent them from the county. And Dean has to deal with all the county people and securing yeah. the school fields gyms. and school. Yeah, all the school gyms. It's it used to be run, I believe, by the schools used to be able to book them themselves with us. But I think that changed over, and now that's even through the county is booking. If you're unsure, them. Dean would know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Exactly. He's, for the, sure. he's the go-to guy. But I'm pretty sure that's yeah. And so just dealing with all of that and getting that all booked is. I yeah, don't know how he Dean, does it. Dean's been great. And I think the other thing too is that it's such an open space and he's doing his work and you know, you have a quick question, you say, Hey Dean, and he's probably like, Oh man, like he's just he's just on the go all the time. But uh same with Martin as well. He's been a great addition and kind of taken over for Darren Poole, who was uh we all enjoyed having here. Are you staring at me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Get on with it. All right. Um anyway. <laughs> I'll try and keep it a little bit professional. Um, and Graham Dixon. Dixon was, uh, was fantastic in the office and, and out on the pitch, so I very much miss him. We talk often. But, uh, yeah, he was great in the office as well. So it's a collective effort for sure. Well, it was, like you said, it didn't realize how much he did until he was gone. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, okay, yeah, now we... Now we need him to come back. Now we get it, right? Yeah. Now we need him to come back. I think even he though, would, he even would though jump when he was chance. here, I was still like quite new, but now it's like, oh, he did all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Martin's been great too. Martin's, yeah, been, think, Martin's been awesome. I think people, a lot of times in organizations, you don't realize how much work someone actually does until that person's until gone. gone. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, ooh, okay, well, who did this? Oh, he did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did that. Oh, okay. He did or she did that or she did that. You know, it's just, it's just an interesting thing to think about how much people actually do. When well, and I think that's one thing, like we were just talking about, like you guys said, we had the meeting before, and I think that's one thing that's good. Like, yes, we all have our own job descriptions to do, but we're all willing to go outside that bubble and give a hand where we're needed as well, right? So, which Like is jumping in on the podcast. Jumping oh, in on yes. the podcast. It's, you know, now I will have no problems with asking any one of you to come onto the podcast. You understand that it's not as... As daunting scary. as it Let's looks. Yeah, exactly. Rachel looks a little yeah, scared. Like, Amanda's smiling. <laughs> Debbie's unsure. There's your answer. I'm thinking. I don't, uh, have, a, I don't have a microphone. Oh, wow. Ah, you see now, well, see? I'll, if I could work, I'll work through it. We'll see. We'll try and sort it out. Yeah, maybe we can even call Lee. Hey, Lee can get called in. Well, we could definitely, hey, we could call one of your offices and you could be live on the, on the phone. Did I? I never did that to you. Waved from the. Hey, listen, we're going to wrap things up. Fantastic having you ladies on board, talking a bit about the admin side of this club. And hopefully, it'll give all of you listeners out there an idea that without the admin part of an organization, a lot of things just wouldn't happen. And it's, it's what makes the SPDSA what it is, is having the people that are on board that can take care of uh, all, the, <laughs> all the different things that uh, help to make this club function uh, outside of the technical uh, end. It's a, it's a huge part of any club and a huge part of the tasks that uh, go on with the ladies here. So, Rachel, thank you very much. Thank Amanda, you. thanks for coming on. Debbie, of course, uh, for being here, and uh, and our friend Dano. Thanks, Pardon buddy. me, our friend Dado. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I won't stick when the lads are back. We'll, oh, we'll change man. that one up a bit. But uh, you know, out in the office, it might. <laughs> so anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening, everybody for coming in. If you have any thoughts or ideas, anything you want to hear on this lovely podcast. Please feel free to email us here at the club and we'll make sure we either uh, touch base on the topics you're after or uh, we'll just do what we want anyway. Okay. (laughs) 
Thanks for coming. <laughs> we'll talk to you all soon. We'll see you. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. 